0: Welcome to the Impactful Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. You mentioned that you're big on entrepreneurship sales. And when I was going through your kind of like the past roles, like founder of Steam, Steam Steammates Car Detailing, SEO of Steammates, property franchise development of Massachusetts Property Guys and then you studied chemistry, and just, just And I was like, just, I was like, how the heck does he study chemistry, and then he does all of these? Yeah, I, su- I started
1: in engineering, and then I switched to a, to a business school, because, yeah, that was more my way to go, but I started, yeah, with three years in engineering school.
0: Yeah, and then, so what made you go into chemistry, and then, I guess, where did that switch happen that made you
1: yeah, actually, that, that was quite easy. I I was in I, I was very interested in, uh, in in science, always been. So it was kind of my natural transition to go to uh, to engineering school. And uh, and after a couple of years, realized that I that was I was interested with the field, but that was that was not my you know my path. And uh, and so I switched to a uh, to business school. And even in the business school, I changed major a couple of times. So I, I like I like learning <laughs> of a lot of things. Um, and, uh, you know, that, uh, that led me to sales, uh, and I had a good position in sales back in France. I moved to, uh, to, to, Canada. I had another great position in sales. Um, and I think sales is something that anyone should have at least a little bit of experience in because you need it, you know, no matter what you do. Right. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> from sales, you know, independent contractor being on commission and so on, having your own business is also, I think kind of a natural transition because you're self-motivated. You're driven, you have goals, and, and especially the harder you work, the more you make. So you can literally set the bar, okay, this year I want to make that much, so I'm going to have this action plan and work that hard to reach my goal. You know, mm. it's, the, it's very much the same, the same idea as a business owner, entrepreneur, or uh, a salesperson. So it's almost been very natural over the years. But it wasn't,
0: you didn't go through any sort of like big clash when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm studying chemistry and you just kind of left it and you started doing the business school, no?
1: For, for a while, I thought I'm going to, to gain some, uh, some experience in business and, and, and whatnot and try to link it with, with science. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then it faded away. <laughs> I still read, you know, scientific magazines or, you know, uh, um, uh, documentaries or whatnot, but just for my own personal knowledge. Um, I, I really, I am very much into uh, the business world now and, and and also more and more into real estate. Um, so so that's, you know, that, that's what I'm uh, uh, driven by these days. But, you know, as people, we change. <laughs> so um, year after year, you know, your, your passion and your focus um, and your mindset kind of evolve, right? All of us.
0: Yeah. But what drove the sales side of you, like that entrepreneurial spirit, Coming from someone, I am not very, entre- I didn't grow up entrepreneurial, I should say. I spent a lot of my time doing nonprofits. So I was in Nicaragua for a while. I was in the Amazon. Oh, wow. From, from when I was 22 until I was 28 when I got back to the States because of COVID or 2019 because of COVID. Um, so from like 22 until 28, 29 years old, I was gone for that period of time. And now that we're starting this digital agency, now I'm learning like how to do sales, how to be an entrepreneur. And it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit of a shift, but I can't imagine being in school, being a younger age and then having that in me. Like how, how were you always like this? Like,
1: uh, no, I, I wouldn't say I was always like this. Actually, I, as I said, this, this is something that, you know, grew in me over time. Again, like this shift from science to business. And then uh being in sales then my 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 mind shifting toward you know entrepreneurship but without you know knowing what i'm going to start i actually helped some friends starting uh, a couple of ventures before just you know yeah. just to gain a little bit of experience but um not really knowing where i'm going to start and i think you're never ready you know to start a business uh, you you can never be 100% ready but you have to have your mind open to opportunities that's I think very much key uh, to to someone who, whether it is entrepreneurship uh, investing or even someone looking for a job uh, if you have your mind open to opportunities uh, as you're talking to people as you're you know in your everyday life they are and it's amazing how many opportunities you know there are out there and and some people just pass by and, and don't even notice them and I think thats a, that's um a, a skill that you can develop it's not something maybe for some people that are born with it um but from my experience it's something that you can develop over time um in uh, in opening your mind to opportunities and also be ready when there is an opportunity that is a good fit for you to jump to jump into it and you know kind of to have the courage to jump into it and not look for excuses not try to uh to um you know to 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 postpone or to <laughs> you know um take and be comfortable being uncomfortable. I would say, yeah. you know, that kind of a combo of all of that. So specifically, you, you were talking about earlier, um, my cleaning company's teammates. Um, that was, you know, I moved to a new city here in the, uh, on the East Coast, and I didn't know anyone. And I was just doing some networking. We were talking about BNI. So I was uh, involved yeah. with BNI. And, um, and I kind of noticed a big demand in the city for, for cleaning. I have no experience in cleaning. I have no particular passion. <laughs> I have no particular passion in cleaning. But the opportunity was there. Um, I thought it was pretty low cost of entry. I thought I could, you know, bring something to the table. Um, So, you know, I jumped into it and I had no money. So I literally bought, you know, a couple of stuff and started drinking myself to learn the job, to, you know, make some money and whatnot. And, and, you know, and then you put the bar higher and higher. Uh, You you create systems, you start hiring. Then when you have a team and, you know, you hire a manager, to, to, to manage the team and expand and grow the business and so on and so forth. You know, it's one step at a time. Don't, you know, see how big the thing is, just what is what is the first step or the first two steps that I can take right now and then do it. You're just dropping,
0: <laughs> it's just so foreign to me sometimes. When I, like, <laughs> so when you come, when you go back to the opportunities, when you have all those, when you see all those opportunities, how did you teach yourself or how did you learn which opportunities were actually worth digging into? Cause I'm sure you've got a ton of opportunities that path. once you open up your mind to see them. Okay. Now you're seeing all these opportunities. Now you have to differentiate which ones are actually worth pursuing. And then after that, the third step is probably okay. After I've done my research, so then you choose which one. And that's like its own thing. But how do you differentiate? Yeah what opportunity to even look at or give the time of day? Mm. It's,
1: a, it's a good question. Um, I guess it's, a, it's both a mix of, you know, do you have the, the skill and the experience for, for that? Or can you learn those skills and experiences? Uh, so it's a lot of, you know, research and, and thinking through um, what would be, you know, if we're talking entrepreneurship, what would be the cost of entry? What would be the challenges? What would be, you know, the steps that you can take, you know, kind of see what what others do? um it's it's a lot of learning you know I always been a big uh, uh servant in you, you know just learning I always have an audiobook in my ears when I'm driving Not when that. I'm at the gym what you know and uh um and also asking you know asking for help or asking for advice a lot of people I think are are fearful to to ask for help for some reason mm-hmm. um but when you you try to maybe surround yourself with people that you look up to um, and, uh, not just people who are, you know, complacent or who are, um, you know, who are not doing what you, you are aiming to do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what do you think, like, feel, feel free to ask, to, to ask for advice. What do you think of that? And they will give you also, you know, ideas you might not have thought about whether, you know, problems that you can encounter or a better way to turn that opportunity you know, um, and, and just, you know, doing a mesh of that, I, I kind of call that sponge mode, you know, um, where, you know, you just gather all the information from, from research, from books, from, uh, from people and try to, to see where, where you can go with that. But again, without taking necessarily too long to, to, to think it through, because again, you, you're never going to be hundred percent ready. Even if you're building, you know, a big business with investors, with business plan, with, with whatever, at some point, you know, you have to jump into it and you know that you're going to make mistakes and you know, you're going to have failures. Uh, there is a, a, a quote that I really like is, uh, don't, don't avoid failure, um, uh, f- fail often and fail quick. So yeah. expect the failures or the, the challenges to come and be ready for them and, you know, keep your, your, your head cool, deal with it. And and that's, you know, the best way to uh, to grow. Uh, I always wanted to uh, to make myself business cards um, uh, firefighter, you know, because that's what we are. <laughs> As entrepreneurs, we are literally firefighters. We're putting out fires all the time. We're solving problems or problem solvers. So just take one problem at a time and solve it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then so when you've had one of those opportunities, you've been following, you go forward with it do you have an example of when it was failing and you were like, okay, I, like, how do you know when it's quote unquote failing and if it needs more time or if it actually, this isn't the right decision. So you have to pull the plug quickly.
1: Yeah, actually I do have I do have a, a, an example last summer. Um, so from that clean company, we opened a couple of departments and you know, a whole range of services. We also opened another branch in another city. Um, but uh, last summer, I actually, Tried um, a car detailing department, you know, and I was like, okay, it's uh the same the same idea, just different type of a, a different type of cleaning. Um, so I need those supplies, I need those type of people, I need those you know uh, systems, um, and uh, you know the marketing. So all of that was done quite quickly. I might even have jumped into it a little bit too fast, um, but uh, after six or seven months, I pulled the plug on it because uh, I realized that was way uh, more you know, specific of a type of cleaning, you know, it, it, it need a special scale um, that you can't just, you know, learn on the spot. I needed people who actually knew that and have done that for, for years. It was very hard to find someone to actually do, uh, do the job, do the detailing. We had a garage, we had the marketing, we had clients coming, we had the pricing, we had all the, the supplies, high-end supplies and everything. I just couldn't find, I tried six or seven or eight people. couldn't find anyone who actually does the job consistently reliably. Yeah. Um, and it was taking just too much of my time and for very little, you know, profit or, or reward. Um, so I just decided, okay, we're, we're going to pull the plug on that. That was, you know, a failed experience. I, I think I kind of broke even or lost, lost a little bit, but I, I learned from it. Um, I learned from it a lot, right? Um, maybe I should have been a little bit more prepared. Uh, i I literally started the whole detailing department within a month, all included. I, I should have maybe <laughs> <laughs> to learn, into it a little more. Um, so you know you 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 gain you gather then the experience from it and you know next next move or next step that we'll do, well, you know I'll be a little bit more uh, prepared for it. Does that makes sense, but it yeah, yeah. did not phase me necessarily that much. It was a little disappointing but it was also not the end of the world because you know we tried something uh, I lost maybe a little bit of money but I gained so much from it um and you know in connection some clients who, who came for car detailing now are regular clients for for their house and their business and whatnot so oh,
0: wow.
1: always, always look at the bright side you know uh even even in uh, in failure don't be faced by it
0: <laughs> what kind of marketing were you doing for them too
1: um for that, we did some, um, well, we added a page on our website, did some SEO for that page and uh, and just uh, Facebook, Instagram, and I think Google Ads. Um, in, in that industry, that's what worked the best so far. And I tried many things. I tried, you know, flyers. I tried uh, promoting on other, um, yeah. you know, other websites or uh, influencers on social media and whatnot. Like Honestly, the, the basic. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Google ads, they bring a constant flow of, uh, of, of clients, you know, consistently and reliably. I know if I put that much budget in ads, I will get that much uh, impressions and that many clicks. Yeah. You That's know? the benefit um, when it
0: comes to digital marketing. Like now I'm working with one client and he wanted to do print media, you know, just handing out flyers on people's doors, putting them on the door hangers. And then we were able to get a specific number so that way that we're using for the Google ads and the SEO, but I said, Hey, use this number. And then I, this number is just for print media. So now we can actually track exactly yeah. the number of leads and dollars that actually came from that. So we're still waiting to see how it ends. But I mean, people- It is so to valuable.
1: To yeah, yeah. 100%, to know, to know your stats is is very, very important. I used to do door-to-door sales for four or five years before for Vivint Smart Home, if you're familiar. <laughs> Um, that's, that's the, uh, the, the position that I had, uh, in, in, in Canada, when I moved to Canada, so I was in, in Alberta initially, and then, um, in Nova Scotia, uh, anyways. And so I've done for, yeah, four or five years, door to door sales. And then, you know, as a manager, I was, uh, hiring and training, training guys and knowing, you know, how many doors you need to knock, how many people you need to talk to, how many people's house you need to get into before, you know, getting your, your, your sale and knowing that very precisely then it's just numbers game. You want to make 10 times more sales, just knock 10 times more doors, then talk to 10 times more people. And it's it's crazy accurate. It's almost scary sometimes. You know, when, when I know that, uh, okay, I've knocked, for example, you know, 15 doors, I know my 16th one will turn into a sale. It's yeah, yeah. insane because it's almost 100%, you know, the case.
0: That you know?
1: crazy.
0: And then, so when you're doing sale, like, what recommendations do you have someone that's newer to sales? Like for me, for example, like I am very passive when it comes to sales. My pipeline is usually probably longer than it, it should be. Mm-hmm. But I'm one of those people because I'm so passive. I just try to help and give as much information as possible that that sales cycle turns into maybe a couple of months long. Yeah. So I'm sure when you're doing door to door, you kind of have to learn how to yeah. move that along. Like what tips you do actually- you actually. to
1: do? You actually put the finger on it very precisely. You're giving them all the information when actually your your job. So you're you know almost doing the job of uh, of you know a pamphlet, right? When your job as a salesperson is first to listen. You know, ninety percent of sales is listening, asking questions, precise questions through you know a funnel model, like general questions to more precise, to gather the information and basically f- figure out what their problem is and find and give them one solution to their problem to their need. You know, that's that's a mistake that a lot of salespeople do. They just come and give you all the benefit, the advantage, you know, all the info and, and let you know the, the client or the lead um, well the, the the answer typically is let me think about it. Right because they have to think about it. You gave them too much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Compared to if you actually think for them, you know, ask them questions um, in and in, in a specific order. So you have all the information you need, that's your solution. And that's what you know, we're, we're bringing. And that's why, uh, and, and that's your solution. And it's going to answer your problem one, two, three, four, five. And you build value, you know, you're building value by answering all their problems. And then the price is, you know, let's say the value is here, the price is here, a sale is made. You know, if you haven't built enough value and the price is right there, well, they're gonna have to think about it. And if the price is right here when the value was there, uh, well, it's too expensive. Too expensive doesn't mean anything. Too expensive is related to what you have to offer, right? Um, uh, to to give you an that. example, if I tell you I'm going to give you my car uh, for $1,000, that could be either too expensive or cheap, depending on what my car is. That's right. didn't have
0: value. Yeah, I'm writing that down. So that's
1: good. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, if I have a... a you know, 2000 Nissan uh, uh, Sentra, uh, you know, with three tires, yeah. <laughs> $1,000 might be too expensive, but if it's, uh, you know, uh, a Lamborghini, a thousand bucks is pretty cheap. <laughs> so it's all about the, the value building value and giving them not too many options, giving them what one solution to their, to their problem. That would be the, the, the biggest tip I can give. Um, I love
0: that, yeah. Cause yeah. we normally, I, I try to ask as many questions as possible because when it comes to digital marketing, you don't know if they need SEO, what their timelines, like all of those things. It's still, there's, we'll, we'll have to have another talk because I'm, I love what you're saying. 100%. But so then when you were doing all these startups and like steaming, the car detailing, what brought you into real estate, doing work with real estate? Because now you're in charge of, you're not actually selling real estate. You are in charge of getting a franchise to sign on.
1: Yeah, I sell I sell franchise for property guys. Um so uh what brought me to it, and then I'll give you a little, you know, rundown on, on yeah, property yeah, guys. Um, but what brought me to it was again an opportunity. My accountant for Steammate um had that uh, idea with three of his friends and, and they were looking for, for a fourth partner um to, uh, yeah, to to partner with property guys for their US expansion. So Property Guys is a Canadian company that is currently expanding internationally, South oh, yes. Africa and another other country and in the US uh, oh, yes. since 2018. Uh, but Property Guys is since uh, 23 years old. It's been very successful in Canada and now we're bringing the model to to the US. Um, and so there was an opportunity to, uh, to 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 do what's called a master franchise, so to to purchase an entire state or entire you know region um, mm. and and run it. As a mini property, guys, you know, like you're you're running, you're, you're rebuilding the whole business locally. Uh, so, there, someone did, did that for Texas, another one did that for Florida, um, and we were looking at New England. The four of us. Uh, long story short, with COVID, blah blah blah, things changed slightly, and I ended up um, going on my own uh, and and becoming an um, uh, you know a franchise in the franchise development uh, team for Massachusetts. Meaning, my job is to 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 find uh, entrepreneurs or even you know realtors or anyone really passionate by real estate who would like to who who will be championing this model um, in their local community and basically purchase an exclusive territory in Massachusetts. Um, and um, and the idea with property guys is is, is just amazing. That's what uh, I was sold right away uh, when I when I heard about it. Um, in a nutshell, it's the re- disruptor in the real estate industry, meaning um, instead of you know when you want to sell your house, going to a realtor spending enormous amount of money in commission um, and sometimes for less than you know two or three days of work, right um, uh, spending you know 20, 30, 40, fifty grand to sell to sell your house, our property guys actually flips the model upside down and we offer so no commission, it's flat rate for a listing and marketing package meaning someone who wants to sell their house, they can choose one of two or three packages that contains um, as little or as many service that they need to sell their house efficiently. And by service, I mean, uh, lawyer, mortgage broker, uh, inspector, photographer, 3D modeling of the house, sign in in front of the house, um, showings, and so on and so on. The, The entire process is contained in one package that they pay for, one time flat fee, which is a fraction of what a commission would be. I'm talking three to $5,000 instead of thirty to $50,000. So it just, you know, it's a no-brainer. It makes sense. Um, and it, it very much feels like uh, working for Netflix or Uber or Airbnb 20 years <laughs> ago. You know, that's, that, that's exactly what it is. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was sold. I saw the opportunity and I jumped into it. And I've worked for about one year to, to actually, you know, find investors and, and get things started. Um, and at this point, I'm actually shifting my focus to, to property guys. So I'm actually uh, in process of selling majority ownership of teammates, my cleaning company, in order to give myself all the, you know, the time and, and the focus on property guys, because I genuinely believe it's uh it's the future and it's uh it's going to explode.
0: Nice. Well, congratulations on that. Um, well, thank you. But I'm sure. So going into franchise selling though, like trying to, develop that sort of business like what kind of challenges is that bring? Is that a different sort of of selling so yeah what, uh, what's the biggest challenge yeah
1: no it's a great question well actually it's not really a different sort of selling um for 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 me sales is all the same you know you 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 ask questions you figure out you know people's needs you see if they would be you know a good fit for your solution if the solution would be a good fit for them and and then it's a matter of convincing them uh, of that, you know. So the process ended up being the same, you know, in every type of sale that I've done, the process was the same. Um, the challenge here is that it's new. It's new in the U.S. It's mm, yeah. the, the, the model, the brand, all of that is is not new. And it's, you know, very known in, in Canada. We've helped hundreds of thousands of home sellers. But in the U.S., it's brand new. What is proper guys? So it's a lot of educating people. So it's a lot of networking first because I'm not physically in Massachusetts. So I had to build my network for the past six, seven months from scratch. Um, so a lot of, you know, BNI networking groups and then yeah. one-on-one following up, uh, trying to build, bring value to those people. When you're networking, it's not just giving business cards. It's actually trying, getting to understand who they are, what they do, how can you help them one way or another, who can you connect them with and so on. Um so that's a lot of uh, you know uh, leg work. And then it's um, lead generation. So whether it is online or you know offline, um, being out there and educating people on on what you do. So it does it does take time. but um, I would say that's the the challenge. That being said, it's it was completely expected uh, and uh, and I think we're very much going in the right direction. we've We've collected, you know, in the past six months, hundreds of leads. And now it's it's a, it's a matter of, you know, uh, working working with them. Uh, I have some that are quite far down the funnel and are basically going to uh, to, to start with their franchise, with one or two franchises within the next few weeks or months. Uh, by the end of 2022, so I, I launched at the end of 2021. Um, and by the end of 2022, I, I truly believe we're going to have between three and five franchises up and running in Massachusetts.
0: Oh wow! And then,
1: How then it's a it's a snowball, right?
0: How many can you have in one state?
1: So, um, it's they're already mapped out. So for Massachusetts, there are seventy eight in total. So there are different okay. sizes and, and 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 shapes. Um, they all have the same potential. In the sense of, you know, in the city, they are smaller. They all have between 30 and 40,000 dwellings. That's how we, we map out mm. uh, a territory. So they all have the same potential. In rural territories, they are much larger. In the city, in Boston, for example, you know, downtown Boston is one territory.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: um, so what one one selecting factor is uh, I, I want each franchisee to be living in their territory. They need to be, you know, they need to be a living uh um advertising or living like their car needs to be you know a living billboard everywhere they go they need to be out there they need to be talking to people they need to be networking you know yeah. that's historically that has been the the um success factor for property guys being you know local and known uh in in the community and yeah. in in some communities we have over 50 percent market share thanks to that meaning every second half every second property being sold out through propertygate.com So it's, it's yeah. good.
0: Well, the thing I think that makes the difference if you have someone that lives in that community is if they're living in a higher end, like downtown Boston's like super like, or do we want to say wicked, you know, it's like you have wicked rich people down there. So you kind of like, you have to carry yourself a certain way. Whereas it's a diff- different spot. You, you know how it works. You know how to speak. You like, you don't even exactly. have, to have to pretend. Um, yeah. And then, so when it comes to the networking too, what, have you seen any trends? Because you've been doing this for so long, the entre- entrepreneurial sales, and I'm guessing networking as well. Has there been like a change from when you first started to how it's happening now, or is it all pretty much been the same? Or yeah, I guess the question could even go towards sales. Has sales changed recently? <laughs>
1: Um, to answer regarding networking, there was this little thing that happened, uh, called COVID yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that has been a big shift. Um, I, I used to, uh, to love networking in person. I was very much, you know, I like to, you know, suit up, have my business cards, go meet people, you know, have, um, have a coffee with them and, and whatnot. That was, I was really big into that. Uh, and I was quite resistant in, uh, switching to, you know, uh, okay. zoom and, and, and whatnot. Um, but now I can't go, I can't go back because, you know, you are so much more efficient, uh, by, you know, uh, when, when, when we're, uh, you know, networking on zoom, whether it is one-on-one, whether it is, you know, big groups, um, you can, you can have, you know, six to 10 meetings in one day, which was pretty much impossible back in the day. So that, that was, that was the the biggest shift. I think in terms of efficiency for everyone I talked to, actually, they, they all, um, they all kind of agree with that the the efficiency factor um kind of rose drastically um, in terms of sales well in terms of sales uh it's hmm, it's hard to say i couldn't yeah in terms of sales I, I i couldn't tell because it, it was it has been you know even i even though i said the sale the process is the same it has been different types of sales you know that i've done and used to do uh, uh, subscription to professional magazines. Then I'm used to do home security and smart home door to door. Then I, uh, you know, selling cleaning services, commercial, residential. Now selling, you know, a, a franchise is basically a business. You're selling a business. That's someone's next ten years. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it kind of it kind of shifted. And for me, I, I, I'm kind of liking that more and more. You know, the the B two B aspect and the um the process is also a little bit slower you actually get to take more time to get to know the person gauge one another see if they would be a good fit as much as you know uh, we would be a good fit for them um so i i definitely enjoy that that aspect that's human uh, human aspect where you you actually get to uh, to know the person and you know that you're going to change their life in in a way and they're going to change a lot of people's life by you know uh bringing the model in their community by saving yeah. them you know 20 30 40 thousand of savings um that's quite life-changing <laughs> so super well, exciting huge.
0: um I, I keep wanting to go back to sales just because that's why
1: oh, absolutely <laughs> what i tend
0: to, to struggle with but um i guess when it comes to sales some things that i sometimes struggle with is do you try to you always read these books like you should mirror someone you should you know, mirror their language, their posture, whatever it may be, or nowadays, for my, how I've seen some of the trends is people aren't as real, aren't as loyal to brands as they maybe once were. They're more going for people that are being like very authentic, very, their ethos and sort of like their mission and values, everything lines up with each other. So where do you find that? Do you think we should be, just to who ourselves or should we try mirroring people like or does that just not matter and that's all just like granular details that i don't know
1: that that's a great question um i've always been more in the atypical part and like the authentic part Uh, Mm -hmm. i see i see what you're talking about almost like the 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 typical salesman with you know nice suit nice tie yeah. and like who's professional and i've met lots of those and they are often very successful you know they are super focused and and whatnot but that's personally not not how i do it and i feel like also for you that's that wouldn't uh fit you i think the authentic part uh, uh, part and being you know um being supernatural you know and you have this this likability factor, uh, Andrew. So you should work with that, you know, getting people, people will initially, I don't think people will buy the brand, they will buy you, you know, they, they, they're they going to want to do business with you. Um, and obviously, if the, if the service or the product and the price and all of that are, are right, but, but they're primarily going to uh, to, to buy you. And then mm-hmm. from there, you're going to build uh, loyalty to, to the brand and to the product, right. But how long ago did you start your uh, your your? Uh,
0: we started close to. It would be a year at the uh, October first will be a year.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's it's very new. So at this point, you know, the brand has no uh, doesn't have much value, right? Mm-hmm. But you do, right? And 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 that's what uh, you you should focus on in being not, not only authentic but also um, you know opening up. To, to, to them like building an actual relationship not just business wise but trying I always you know see it as I'm trying to make a friend yeah, right yeah. because you, you can find um, a genuine friendship or, or, or uh, human value in in, in in everyone right you can have a connection of some type with everyone so try to find that whether or not you're going to do business with them whether or not you're going to close the deal it should not even it should probably not even be the, the main focus if you focus on um, being genuine and authentic and, um, and and try to help the person one way or another, you might not even have the right solution for them uh, at this point. Um, and and you, you might want even to refer them to something else. But just this action of, I'm genuinely trying to help you um, has a lot of value. And who knows, just by because of that, they might want to actually do business with you no matter what, or uh, come back to you then next year with, 10 times more business you know you you can't you cannot control that what you can control is you know your your action so i would say don't try to fake it too much with you know the mirroring and all that even though that does have value i agree you know when you're talking to someone and you're 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 shaking your head um they tend to they tend to do the same if they are actually connected with you if they are listening to you so there are all those tricks i used to do a lot of things like that uh in the back in the day at the door because you want to quickly not only be, build a connection but try to gauge the person see if they are actually listening actually interested or just being polite but in your line of work now and in mine now as well i think genuine being genuine and authentic is is uh is more of a success factor wouldn't you, you agree start... sorry would you agree
0: i think so i was just curious on your opinion on it since you I've been doing this for so much longer, but that, I mean, I a hundred percent agree. Cause at the end of the day, it might, might not be a fit for them. And the idea is with us, we're going to be a recurring month after month, you know, it's going to be a partnership where it's like, I am going to be their marketing person. And if they don't like heck yeah, if their vision and their goals and not even goals, but them as a person doesn't align with me as well do I really want to be yeah. working with someone for yeah. two, three, yeah. four years as a you yeah. know a partner? So, I mean, I completely agree.
1: But on the flip side of that, and I want kind of to balance it out. Um, if you also believe, truly believe that what you're offering, you know, is the best thing out there and you truly believe in your company, your service, you know, you know, that you're going to go above and beyond for them. Um, you also should not, you know, take no for an answer, uh, no for an answer too easily, you know, mm-hmm. try to find a way because it's almost, you know, if you genuinely believe that you're going to bring value to them, um, even if it makes you uncomfortable initially to get that yes, but you know that they won't regret it afterwards and they'll be happy, you know, <laughs> no, so many times, so many times I had people telling me afterwards, like, I'm so glad you convinced me. Uh, or I'm so glad, like even you, you pushed me into you know buying this service or this product. I'm, I'm thinking again specifically uh, it door to door because that happened many times where you know you just want to get that yes. Then the system is installed and they love it so much to tell you like thank you for pushing me. That happened you know countless number of times. So it, I think it's the same for you. You know you know you know the value that you're you're gonna be offering. So even if you're a little bit uncomfortable initially you know that it won't regret it and they're going to be thankful afterwards. So kind of to balance out, you know, what I said earlier yeah. and, and this, it's very much <laughs> case by case, right?
0: <laughs> you need to open up a, a sales coaching company, so That's that's your next ende- endeavor after
1: this. <laughs> I'm actually, I, I, I've had that in mind for a while. It's more like, I think my <laughs> retirement plan, coaching, sales, whatever.
0: <laughs> and then, so what drives you to, I have an idea because you mentioned you know, you're changing the game. You're, if someone signs up with you, like they're building their life, they're going to be able to not only save their clients money when they are selling their home, like 50,000, whatever it might be or more. And then, so you're affecting people on the ground, but then you're also affecting the owners of the franchise or when they join on. So I have an idea of what you're going to say, but what drives you every day to to do the work that you're doing for property guys? I'm always huge on the why.
1: Yeah, no, and Start With Why, right? By Simon, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> there
0: we go. I'm from so learning. It,
1: yeah. Uh, no, it's a great book. If you, if, uh, if anyone out there haven't, haven't read it, uh, you should read it Start With Why. Um, no, but you you actually, the answer was was there. Um, being able to impact so many people. So I, again, I truly believe that Property Guys is the way to go. It's going to be, you know, the new uh, real estate model for you know everywhere in north america and maybe everywhere around the world um and because it, it just doesn't make sense this the current traditional model has not changed in over 100 years mm-hmm. and you know 100 years ago uh it made sense to have commissions because not only houses were you know 10 times cheaper than they are now you know a house go for 30 30 or 40k so commission was not, was not that bad. And, you know, they needed to buy a billboard and, and, and all those things. Um, nowadays, it just doesn't make sense. So the, the change and the shift will happen with me or not, you know, one way or another. So um, when you truly believe that, it's just um, super exciting to be part right. of it, you know, be part, part of a change. Um, and not only that to impact so many people, because yeah, as you mentioned, being able to impact someone, you know, I've, I've been in business for a while. So having someone maybe starting their first business with property guys or someone who has had multiple venture and is looking for the next big thing. So to impact them and then uh, with them impacting, you know, hundreds of people because property guys franchisee, they, they deal with, um, they close on average about, you know, 80 to 100, 250 leads uh, listings a year. Uh, so if you compare that to, you know, to realtors, they are really impacting their community. Um, successful, successful property gas franchisee are around 200 listings a year. Right. Um, and so that year after year, um, we're talking thousands and thousands uh, of, of people impacted um, and, um, you know, impacted by, by, by this model. So in my position, I have this opportunity to impact thousands and thousands of people positively. Um, you know that's super exciting. Like that's the kind of thing that uh, has me wake up every morning. <laughs> that's you huge. Know? That's an
0: insane amount of homes.
1: Like that's an insane yeah. amount of listings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Because it just guys- makes sense. It's a no-brainer, right? So when if you if you were to sell your house right now and you had the option for the exact same result to pay uh, thirty thousand or to pay four thousand, like it just like there is, it's a no-brainer. Do you guys have
0: someone that can I guess my question, like if I was to sell, I don't know what it takes. Like I am so ignorant when it comes to real estate. I don't know Jack Squat, you know. So I think that would that's probably one of the reasons why people lean towards like a typical agent to get help and like explain things. But I I do you guys have something like that as well or like the oh, franchise, absolutely. they probably
1: have a background so they can kind of help talk you through it. Yeah, oh, 100%. Uh, the, the process and the experience, I, I was going to say is the same. It's actually even better because there is a whole team. So it's not just one person uh, dealing with every listing from start to finish. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why realtors uh, or real estate agents typically cannot do more than, you know, let's say, I don't know, 30 or 40 uh, uh, listings a year um uh on, on their own because they have to deal with every single one you know on a daily basis and whatnot when here we actually gather a whole range of professionals so all those those services that i mentioned well there are experts behind that right we have all those mm-hmm. professionals as well as um a resource center at home office um as well as the franchisee and maybe the franchisee wants to to build a team even though they they, they don't need to so there are lots of people dealing with every single one of those listings instead yeah. of having one person being the quarterback uh, the entire time and therefore having to grind seven days a week, uh, almost 24-7. Do um, you, 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 see, you see the idea? We actually you know, gather the, those experts and each listings uh, go on you know, everyone's table uh, in a smooth yeah. manner. We also have you know, softwares and, as I said, the resource center that, um, that uh, does the inbound and outbound calls schedule uh, the showings and so on and so forth. So um, instead of being one person, it's a whole team of people. Um, therefore, you know, the home seller uh, feels even more supported, right? But I do understand also, as you mentioned, um, it almost feels more comfortable to go through, you know, what we know. You know, uh, asking asking your, your, your friend, hey, do you know a good realtor? Uh, calling that realtor, and then you know, knowing that you're you're, you're going to be hands up. But that's where that's where the educating part is for me and for the franchisee is to actually show people that no, there are other ways out there. Yeah.
0: No, and that's huge. I mean, there's always more than one option. Too often, everyone thinks they just go into the same routine as always. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Kareem, I've taken close to all the time that we have. So thank you so much for being here today. Uh, Light if anyone wanted to like reach out, if they wanted to learn more about property guys, what states are you guys working in? What, what states are you in now? And what states are you looking for people to sign on
1: with? Yeah. So uh, right now we are operating in Texas, Florida, and Massachusetts. So I'm in charge of Massachusetts. And we also have Connecticut that just uh, opened recently. Uh, okay. And we have a couple other states uh, in, in the pipeline. Uh, and everywhere in Canada from coast to coast and in South Africa. I don't know if you have anyone listening in South Africa, Mm -hmm. but they've Um, been running for about three years. You do? Oh, wow. Yeah, my dad's from Western Cape. Here we go. Yeah. So uh, uh, South Africa has been open for for about two, three years now, and they have something like close to 20 franchises up and running, uh, as -hmm. far as I know. Um, So uh, how to reach out? PropertyGuys.com. For the franchise uh, development part, it's PropertyGuysFranchise.com um you know, with no space nothing um or uh, on social media property guys uh massachusetts facebook instagram linkedin um yeah i e- easily it's easy to to reach out to us <laughs>
0: thank you so much no this was awesome i'm glad we we're able to meet i can't wait to talk again because i'm sure i'm gonna be picking your brain on different sales tactics and and learning anytime
1: more yeah anytime no my pleasure, my thank you so much for having me and actually for you and and anyone uh, i can even give my uh, my business uh, cell phone it's yeah. 857-308-1234 857-308-1234 easy that's easy <laughs> All right,
0: thank
1: you, so, thank much you so, much. so much thank you andrew thanks for having me i i very much enjoyed it thank
0: you so much